this recording was really lovely for me to do because I've already met Augustus Bordeaux in real life. I talk a little bit in this episode about how we met and the brilliant project that he has come onto the podcast to talk about, which is him helping a school in Ghana that was inspired by a trip that he took in November 19. Have a listen and see what you think. On this Corona Bloody Virus extraordinary episode of Light on Leeds, I have Augustus Bordeaux, who's remotely connected to talk to me. Hello, Augustus. Hello, Hazel. Thank you for coming along remotely on this horrible wintry day. Thanks for having me. Augustus, we already know each other because we met through a now defunct social media site, Google Plus, many, many moons ago. Yep. And um, I think we met in real life a couple of times. We have done, yeah, we went out. I think we went to support your other half one time at a live band event um, in Leeds Centre. Yeah, and I, apart from that, I think we met uh, another time. I can't seem to remember when that was. But yeah, we have met a couple of times. Yeah, I thought Google Plus was a great way to... Um, you tended to seem to meet up with people more on there than you do on other social media. It, it was, yeah. And I preferred that because not only are you able to um, write longer posts as compared to, say, Twitter, but you're also able to filter out your audience. Rather than posting to all your friends, you could pick up a group or out of your friends list and, and post to them. And some topics might be relevant to others than, you know, so I really loved that about Google+. Plus. So it was a shame that uh, Google decided to, to close it down. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. I think, it, I think it definitely had a completely different feel to Facebook or Twitter or any of those others. Yeah, yeah, it was. And the group we were in together as well. I really loved the interactions um, that we used to have every day. Yeah, it was. It always felt like. I suppose it sounds quite cliche, but it always felt like a sort of little separate family that we had on there, which I really liked. It did. I really enjoyed our mutual friend LD's post that he used to tag everyone in in the morning, and and we we're all kind of like a, a big small family, so to speak. And it was a good way to keep in touch, but also uh, check up on everyone to to make sure we're all doing well. So I, I really loved that about about Google. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think it's it's great to give LD Williams a shout. I um, a couple of years ago, me and Will went to Brighton and we stopped off to see him on the way. So I got to meet him in real life as well, which was really lovely. Oh, that's great! Now, now you mentioned it. At the back end of 2019, I started a new job in Kent, um, and I messaged him and said to him, you know, now I'm closer to to you, and I'll I'll try and come and see you. And that was in December, I think it was. And then January, February, coronavirus hit. It put a stop to, you know, j- just like everything else. Yeah, oh no, what a shame. Yeah, so I've, I've not been able to go and see him, but it's something that I really love to. Yeah, on our list for the future, like so many things have to be these days. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, Augustus, you've come along to talk to me about a project that's very close to your heart. Can you explain to me what it is and how you got involved. Yeah, so it's about a school in Ghana. Um, uh, To start from the beginning, in November in 2019, I took a trip to Ghana in West Africa, for those who don't know where Ghana is. Mm -hmm. Many people confuse Ghana and Guyana sometimes. So so I went to Ghana (laughs) and my extended family, some of them live in the eastern part of Ghana, so I've gone to see some of them and my uh, sister 
her children were at school then. So I thought, oh, what a good way to, you know, go and see them at school instead. Yeah. And it was the first time of meeting them as well. So um, it was kind of a good way to introduce myself to them. And so I went to the school, you know, it, it turned out to be a good thing that I did because I got to see the state of the school the environment that some children grow up in and study in. And uh, it kind of gave me something to work with, you know, an idea to to be able to help the school in any and everywhere I can. So first of all, what uh, struck me right at the beginning of that visit was the head of the school was sat outside with a, a, a desk and a chair on the corridor of the school building. Um, so, you know, to be able, because it was still, a, a school was still in session, I had to ask her permission to be able to see the children. Yeah. So whilst we got talking, uh, she did mention that the school building had been replaced by uh, an NGO, a non-governmental organisation, not some years back. Just to clarify, so an NGO, is that like when we have schools here that are taken over by a commercial business? No, so back there, an NGO is, you say, a charity, so a charitable organisation, yeah. And you get different charitable organisations there that do different projects. Some do school building projects, some do clinic, health clinic projects and stuff like that. So, yeah, one, one of them had taken it upon themselves and managed to replace the school building for them. But what was lacking was there was no office space for the for the headmistress at all. We, and that's why she was sat in the corridor? Definitely, yeah, That that's why she was sat there, yeah. So... When we got talking and the first thing I, I said to her was, you know, I would like to be able to help, but what can I do, you know, that will benefit not just you, but the whole school? And she said to me, you know, an office space would be a good start, you know, to be able to keep the kids' uh, school records and everything in a safe locked room. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, and that's something that I, I was keen and eager to help with. So when I came back to UK, I started, you know, putting my financial arrangements in, in order to be able to set aside something every month to be able to help. So we, we have money to build an office a small office attached to the school building. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's not completed. And I've also managed to source 30 desktop computers because it started with an office block. And now I want to be able to provide a library for the school as well. Yeah. All these ideas made it necessary. I will look into fundraising, which is something I had never done before i in the past i've been able to donate to other people's fundraising but to to set up one for myself i didn't i didn't actually know how to go about it so yeah yeah definitely so about nearly a couple of weeks ago i was talking to my wife and she said yeah it's a it's a very good idea so one sunday morning i i set up this um fundraising account with GoFundMe, and the response has been very good yeah that's great and, and have you just advertised that on social media and things like that i have yeah so i've tried to share to a, a good number of friends as possible and i encourage everyone to to be able to share it so i've shared it on twitter i've shared it 
on Facebook, Instagram as well. And some of my friends who have more followers than I do, because I, I don't tend to use social media very much, I've encouraged them to share as well. And some of them have done that. That's brilliant. And how do you go about, so you, so you said you've already managed, you sort of halfway through building this office for the head teacher and you've managed to source these computers. It, has it been difficult for you to sort of, um, like how are you communicating with people in Ghana to get these things done? Is that quite difficult? It, the difficulty at the moment is that the pandemic is a worldwide um, incident. So it's not just um, us in the UK who are in lockdown. Ghana also went into national lockdown back in, I believe it was in uh, April last year. And school, I believe, opens this coming Monday. And so since they went into lockdown, the school hasn't opened at all uh, up until about a week. Uh, this coming Monday, sorry. So it's been difficult to get in contact with the head of the school. Plus the structure of uh, organizational structures that we're used to in the UK is not the same. It, it, it's difficult to get things, you know, working in, in places like that. But also because I'm trying to coordinate these things from, you know, how many thousand miles away. So it's been difficult, but I've, I've got a good group of friends there who are reliable, who are kind of leading the project there. And whatever I get, I send to them. Uh, not just that as well. I've also started collecting uh, used clothes, which I believe will help not the, just the children, but the um, the adults in the village where the school is located as well. So I've, I've got a few boxes of used clothes and, and shoes that when I, I can, I will, I will send them. And so obviously, you know, on top of all of this great work that you're doing, you're also living through pandemic yourself and you you have children um has that all been difficult for you during this time it, it has been but you know it's been difficult for everyone as well mm -hmm. uh, not just children i'm also still working full-time mm -hmm. part of my work is remote working so i'm working at home which helps with the fact that the kids are um off school now so it helps with you know childcare and stuff like that but but I also have to visit the um, the factory sometimes, uh, which is located all the way in Kent. So when the lockdown rules allows it, I travel to Kent sometimes to, to work there for a couple of days and, and come back. So it, it has been difficult, but, you know, we do the best we can through this difficult situation. Of course we do. And have you come across anything that's particularly helped you, like any sort of websites for uh, school education or is there anything that you've been doing for yourself to sort of help yourself through this time? I think what has helped is, for me personally, is realising that a lot of the things that we thought were essential for, for our lives, you know, things that we depended on, are not the most important things in life and this pandemic has brought it all out and uh, and we've realized that so i try to keep what is important important if that makes sense yeah things that we can let go 
and let go and, and not think so much about what we've lost, but what we've gained and, you know, what we've realized is important to us during these difficult times. It, it's helped lessen the burden, you know, mentally uh, for me, you know, and it's, it's lessened the, the things that I think about, you know, rather than say, oh, I can't go to restaurant so i can't go to the cinema and it also has brought us as a family together more because now we are around each other more than normal and that can create advantages and disadvantages as well it can create friction and but we try and communicate more and it's brought us together closer as as a family another thing that has helped is the support that I get personally with the uh, company I work for. Yeah. Um, so provide advice and, you know, how to cope with these difficult times mentally. They provide, you know, they, they try and make life as flexible as possible. So you don't have to work the nine to five normal working hours. They are allowed, you know, they allow you to, if you can start work at say 12 o'clock, say, as long as you cover your required contracted hours. Oh, that's useful, isn't it? Yeah, they're they're happy with that. So it gives me the chance to be able to also remotely help my my children with their their schoolwork as well. So it, it has been really useful. Do you feel like you're learning lots from doing that schoolwork? I have, I have, yeah, uh, things that I, I did when I was 12, 13, yeah. so come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't have to do that. My son's a big, tall, grown-up man <laughs> who doesn't live here, but, yeah, I, I really feel for people who are having to work their way through through the various systems that you have to use, and, you know, I bet that can be quite a strain for some people. It, it can. And one thing I'm, I've also been discussing with my wife is that I help coach my son's uh, football team. Mm-hmm. So on the 12 uh, football team on weekends. But now we don't do that anymore because of the national lockdown. What I suggested to my wife was to kind of organize like a homework group for my son's football team because they're all the same age group yeah um they're kind of learning the same things at school so if you know i could organize like a a maths classes um to to help them you know catch up with some of the things because not every parent has the time to be able to help uh with the the kids school work but not just that not every uh, parent understand their kids uh, school work yeah exactly Uh, yeah, so I, 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 it's something that I'm I'm planning on doing, you know, set up like a, a Zoom classes, you know, maybe an hour a, a week to help the children with those that need support with, you know, stuff like mathematics uh, especially. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I bet they'll all be very pleased to have it and I bet the parents will be pleased too. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> so, Augustus, can I ask you, have you always lived in Leeds? I have lived most of my life in Leeds. I used to live in Bradford. Ah, not not too far away. Not too far away, yeah. I went to Bradford University initially, so I, I used to live in Bradford. I moved to Leeds in 2007 when I met my other half, and since then I've lived in, in Leeds, yeah. 
So you're definitely qualified if you lived here since 2007 to answer the three questions that I always ask my guests. So the first question is, what would you say is something that is great about the city of Leeds? I think what I like most about Leeds is that everything you need or everything you will want is within Leeds. And so, like I said earlier, I used to live in Bradford and we used to come to Leeds, you know, for nightlife and and stuff like that. But moving to Leeds kind of made me realise that, you know, you you don't need to go outside Leeds to get anything, you know, from Leeds. You can get everything here. So we've got all our universities and all the... um, cinemas and and restaurants that are popular in big cities we've got it here yeah not too far away from the coast so we've got uh, scarborough and the rest not far off yeah not too far from the um the countryside either so if you are into nature walks which i tend to do whenever i can you you can do that but also leeds is also a city so you can get the city lifestyle if that's what you want. So that's one of the big advantages we've got as, as Leeds citizens. Yeah, great answer. Perfectly placed. And if you had to think of something that you think is not so great about the city, what would you say? Oh, I hate Ring Road. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like the Ring Road at all. The fact that if you go the wrong way once then you have to go around the whole of the city center to come back to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> one that i hate to at least but you know <laughs> it's only a small thing we'll let it off for that I know. <laughs> and if um you met somebody who had been a resident of leeds for a long time would you be able to tell them about a hidden gem that you think they might never have heard of do you know um now you've mentioned it i think from personal experience, one thing I didn't know, because I took a trip to London uh, a couple of years ago, and you know we went on a boat ride on the on the river, and I came back talking about you know the experience we've had and and stuff like that, and my wife went, "Did you know we've got boat taxis in Leeds?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, where?" <laughs> And, and yeah, so that was something that I didn't know. And to say that I've lived in Leeds for this long, it was a big surprise for me. So that's something that I, I would like to share with people who are in the same situation as me that didn't know Leeds had a boat taxi. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can get on them at um, near Leeds Dock, can't you? Out yeah. near the armories. Yeah, yeah, yeah Granary Wharf. Um, you, you can get them there. So, yeah, it it was a good surprise for me. (laughs) So hopefully now it's a good surprise for somebody else. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) And what will you be doing with the rest of your day today, do you think? Um, So I work half day on on Friday. So I finish work at half past 12 this afternoon. And what I tend to do for the rest of Fridays is to try and... Because I'm working from home and I spend eight hours of of my day up here trying to you know work away from the children so i get half of friday to 
kind of all of us sit around and you know talk about anything and everything yeah and yesterday we got a new puppy so we got a new addition oh, to, wow. to, to the family as well <laughs> oh what kind of puppy uh we've got a husky so oh gosh i bet that's caused all sorts of mayhem <laughs> yeah um I think mayhem for the dog itself because everyone wants to carry it and and stroke it and I'm thinking I bet he's thinking leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, you've got lots of uh, lovely walks ahead of you then. Yeah, definitely. Um, The snow isn't helping uh, either, so I I think it'll be a day spent at home. You know. Yeah. the, the little things that have been ignored through the week. Oh, well, that's lovely. Thank you so much for coming along and telling me all about your project. No, I will put links in the podcast notes so that people can click through and help or share your post and just, yeah, just try and get as many people to help as possible would be great, wouldn't it? Thank you for having me on, Hazel. It's been a good experience. It's my first time being on the podcast as well. So. Oh, well, I'm glad it was a nice experience. <laughs> it has been a nice experience, yeah. Thank you. And nice to catch up with you too. Yeah, nice talking to you again. <laughs> I might get to see you again in real life at one point in the future. We don't know when yet, but Hopefully, maybe. Well, we've all got vaccines in our veins and, yeah. and things are back to normal, some sort of normal again. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we need to catch up again. Yeah, definitely. Take care and give the, the husky puppy a big kiss from me. I would do. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. What's happening? I really enjoyed catching up with Augustus. It was really great to speak to him. And I loved hearing about his trip to Ghana and the inspiration behind his GoFundMe page. There'll be links in the podcast notes so that you can click and join in. The featured band on this episode is Introspective. They're a great new Leeds band and this is their fantastic track, Monochrome. Go and have a listen. Who's that girl, nine o'clock? Must have missed her. None of my business, but the eyewitness says she's a serial kisser. I don't watch Netflix anymore. Chill. And now we got time to kill. Guys, but hey, you say that you constantly wait, but I'm not sure what's the way that you want to get paid. 